0: What is up, everybody? Uh, This is the slow chemical. I am here doing a show called I See Things a Little Differently. And today we're actually going to mix episodes four and five, something I didn't necessarily want to do. But um, with everything going on the next two weeks, I figured why not just combine these two? And then next week, I don't know if Nico and me will have time to do the Spider Man review to drop on Wednesday. So, Hawkeye Episode 6 will drop next Wednesday. It'll drop a little later because I'm going to actually watch the show on Wednesday. And then do the review. Uh, so, I don't know how it's going to work. But I want to do Episodes 4 and 5 just in case we did have time next week and It was going to be a lot. So, I just didn't want to mix everything in because a lot of the rumors are true. And um, we'll get to that in a second. Episode 5, we're going to have Episode four first. Episode 4 is more of just team building, essentially, is how I see it. Between... Uh, kate and clint and um i thought it was a fun episode and so to me the reason why the sixth episode um the reason why a sixth episode uh situation fits so well with these series is because it's, it's like the nfl i know some people don't watch sports but follow me when you have 100 games or 84 games whatever the nhl and nba are when you have 100 games like baseball does or i know it's over 100 but whatever um when you or do all these things it it means a little less because you can still be subpar sub 50 50 and make it in same thing with the nfl but even then, every game means so much because you could be i think it's like a 17 game season now whatever they're doing but before you could be nine to seven and miss out on that one game, you just still happen to have a bad game. And 9-7 is a winning record, but it won't get you into the playoffs. That's how I see these uh, these particular series. Every episode means something in some kind of way. And for me, episode four was just that. It was team building. It was um, essentially, uh, as you all, I don't know if you guys remember or not, at the end of episode three, the swordsman, put the Ronin knife, sword, excuse me, to the throat of Clint, and then just to start episode four, uh, Kate says, no, no, he's a friend, he's a friend, and then they realize that it's Clint, Hall, uh, Clint, uh, let's say Clint Bishop, listen to me, uh, Clint Barton, and they sit down at the kitchen table, and you. this entire time you've known the mom is just, she's just too conveniently um, innocent and everything, And so it's just been one of those situations where it's one of those, it's like, you just know what's going on with her, right? You know, she's in deeper than she pretends to be or whatever. Right. And so you kind of have her pleading with Clint, Hey, keep my daughter out of this and blah, blah. And Clint's like, cool. You know, he didn't want her in to begin with, you know? And, um, then, of course, she def- she she defies them. She's she, not her, but her mother lies or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So let's get, let's get to the meat of the episode. Essentially, the meat of the episode is they end up going on. Well, Clint is going on a mission to retrieve a Rolex. Now, I don't I still don't know what this Rolex means. I thought it was Tony's Rolex, but I think it's Clint's Rolex now because of what happened in episode five. I'm still a little confused with the Rolex and what this has to do with it. Anyways, Maya ends up having a bunch of information, Echo, ends up having a bunch of information on Clint and 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 his family. How she got this information from the Rolex has yet to be determined, but after the big reveal in episode five, I think it makes a lot more sense, and hopefully episode six is about 50 to 55 minutes, and they can explain everything they need to explain, because, there will be one last final battle i don't know how any of this ends for anybody except for clint will make it home for christmas after that, i don't know i i really don't know um and so that's that's just um my such my opinion on it but anyways uh clint is staking our place in apartment turned out to be my apartment now we don't know it's at the time but um he's looking for his rolex and Kate then takes it upon herself to not listen and go into um, the apartment building. And she uses an old elderly man to get in, holding his groceries or whatever. And she is just so not a spy, <laughs> wearing a purple and black outfit with a bow and arrows in her back. It's just the opposite of spy, right? And so she gets into the apartment. She nails some sensors or whatever. She doesn't know what they are at the time. Then as she finds the Rolex, she ends up looking around, realizing that it's someone that's paying, checking out Hawkeye stuff. Uh, and then she's like, oh, someone's been searching you and blah, 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 And then Clint's like, look here, sweetheart. You need to get out because those sensors were for somebody who's deaf. And it's a silent alarm. So next thing you know, you hear Clint grunting or whatever. So Kate says, I'm fighting Maya now because Maya's in the apartment. And she's like, I know. And so they both think they're fighting Maya. And Clint's like, well, if that's Maya in there, then who the hell am I fighting? So anyways, um, the, the fight ends up going onto the roof when Clint sends uh, Arrow uh, with a zip line over. And ends up, ha- ends up being a four-way fight, essentially. And there's a person in the mask. And they're fighting. And it's, it's, it's... the thing I love about this series is that Clint is finally getting his due as a fighter. You know, we only saw a small taste of Ronin. And it was a badass scene, don't get me wrong. But they couldn't, as I said before in previous episodes of this, we didn't have enough time to go through that. This had to go through more of it. And you had to see more clips of Ronin, which ended up seeing Ronin in a long-standing one-on-one fight, which he essentially did win. Anyways, um, so this ended up being a four-way fight the person in the mask throws Kate over, which ends up giving Clint flashbacks. And so he only thing Clint knows is that this is a widow. He doesn't know who this is though. So anyways, he ends up saving Kate and Kate just doesn't listen. She goes back in and she comes back and she sees Maya Clint and the person in the mask fighting each other essentially. Cause Maya and the person in the mask are fighting essentially to get the kill on Clint, <laughs> which is funny. Um, Anyways, she ends up knocking them all, all, all three of them down with an arrow, with a specialized arrow that's a sonic blast or whatever. Anyways, um, what ends up happening is it's revealed that the person in as Clint as um actually no, Kate first hits Maya with an arrow, which is hits her right in the the the, the shoulder shoulder slash chest part of her body. Can't think about that. The the I guess the. The top of your arm, whatever that's called. Anyways, she ends up pulling the arrow out and just and, and, and leaving. She leaves now. Now she realizes, all right, this is not the goal. Is to make this much noise, whatever. So she she jumps out. Kate then ends up pulling off the mask of, or I think Clint pulls the mask off of the person and reveals to be Elena, which we already kind of knew. Anyways, um, Kate has the arrow pointed right at her. And Yelena just looks at her and shakes her head and jumps off uh, the, uh, the, the roof, which leaves then just those two. And which then scares Clint because he's like, oh, if, if, a, if widows are involved in this, no kid needs to be involved in this. So he tells her to get the, no, the, 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 the step in, which essentially ends episode four. Heading into episode five, as we've been as has been known with these series, episode five is the episode where a lot of this stuff is revealed. Um, I think with Loki, episode six is when we first get Kang or whatever, or a version of uh Kang. Anyways, um, either way, it's episode five is essentially the most talked about part of these shows I've noticed, right? Like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode 6, it immediately starts with you seeing Sam become Captain America. But episode 5 was also essentially him finally taking the mantle without you actually seeing it. He took it because he they beat the hell out of a US agent and then they went on their way. Uh, Loki, you had the big storm, the big fight, and um, you end up seeing them go into the, the, the abyss. This one was the same thing. So episode 5 starts with a little bit of heartbreak. Kate uh tells uh, her mom that they've been looking into jack and and even then you just look at her mom her mom is just so stone-faced with no emotion it's just kind of like man you know she's in deeper than what she you, you just knew it from the jump street anyway i don't know who she is supposedly she's Madame mask or whatever cool if she is it doesn't matter either way the way she's presented herself this entire time has not been favorable but kate is still a kid so, like, she's not gonna believe her mom is this. No, she does that. That changes the things. That changes everything now. Anyways, um, Kate ends up going back to her apartment and she notices that a window's open. So she turns, so she ends up throwing a hot sauce bottle and Yelena catches it. And I love how the entire time Yelena's talking to Kate, she says, Keep Bishop. Keep Bishop. Keep She's saying her real name and saying her full name over and over, which, first of all, People do do that. And it's not because they're being creepy. It's because that's where they talk to people. I I remember I was dating this chick one time, and that's how she would talk to people. She would say your full name every time. Like, she didn't start saying, like, she didn't actually start saying my first name, just my first name, until like maybe two weeks until after it was like, it was clear we were dating. But up until that point, anytime we talked, she'd say this, that, this, that. It was my first and last name, first name. All the freaking time. So people do actually talk like this. They don't have to be super uh, secret spies. But a big part of this thing, the way the episode starts, actually, that I want to touch on as well, episode five, is Yelena got blipped. I think this is the first time we've seen someone get blipped and then reawaken. No, no, we saw it on... Um, no, but we didn't see her when she got blipped, though. We saw her when she reawoken. I believe uh, Monica Rambeau... We saw her wake up from the blip and the, the chaos in the hospital, I believe in WandaVision, but I believe that we did, but we didn't see her actually get blipped. So essentially she's walking, she's going around. It's, it's continuing her story from the black widow movie where she's going around saving widows. So she ends up realizing that the widow that she thought she was saving wasn't actually being saved. She was just being a contract killer and she was living her best life. Um, Wherever that means we kill people. And um, so she goes into the bathroom and you see her get, blo- and I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I thought the bluff shit was over. And then it took me like 10 seconds. I had the same reaction Elena had. <laughs> I was like, why does it turn green? Like, why is that blue now? Like, what the fuck? Oh, she got pulled and woke up. I was like, oh, shit. You know, um, which is crazy. And, um. And so it's one of those things where that's the first time I think we've actually seen it, though, where someone's been blipped and then someone wakes up, which has to be a terrifying response. So now she wakes up not realizing Natasha is dead. Now that this then now we need to fill some gaps in now, because now how does she get hooked up with uh, Allegra? Is that her name? Valentina, whatever. Yeah, Valentina. How, How do those two get hooked up? And how she find out about her sister's death? You know? So she says, I got to find Natasha, blah, blah, blah. So that's the first time we've seen that, I believe. I'm not mistaken. Anyways, so they end up talking, and she ends up telling... Uh, she ends up putting some real Russian dialogue here. And she's like, hey, you don't know who Clint is. He blood all over the world. Which is Rich coming from a contract killer. <laughs> like you want this person to be on your side and tell you who, where this person is that she cares about. That is your argument. Really? That's your one and only argument. That's what you have to say right there is that. Okay. <laughs> anyways, the whole point of this talk was just to tell Kate to stay out of her way. All right. So anyways, Kate ends up pulling the Peter Parker and, after Clint said, "Stay away from me. You're no good." Blah blah blah. She ends up calling him a dozen times, or more than a dozen. His voicemail was end up end up being uh, full, and she ends up uh, realizing that she is a superhero and that she does have to help him. She still believes in Clint, and so I do. You could just tell Matt Fraction. It's not just what is in the comics. It's it's his essence all over this TV show. Like I know he's just a consultant, and I'm. And I don't know how much he took from. Him. I don't know how much like I don't know if like if he's in the room with Kevin Feige and he's like, hey, I think I have this idea. I, I don't know how much of this they took from him exactly, as far as like his advice and his words. I think he took a lot from it. I think this was a collaboration between Kevin Feige, the writers, Matt Fraction, and the director. I truly believe that it just feels like a coll- a true collaboration. The thing that Edgar Wright probably wanted from his Ant Man movie. Um. Anyway, so um you know fast forwarding jack ends up getting arrested you no know, um eleanor calls the cops on him and she says oh, you're right i saw this he he was doing something you're right i had to call the cop it, it's just even then she looks so emotionless it was like this isn't real you're not real you know um it just was so obvious but Kate loves her mom. You know, it's, it's, it's the last remnants of her father. You know, like whatever. I do love how Grills, who was a big part of the Mac Fraction comic, has become a huge part of this thing. The Larpers have, and in, in, in general, they end up making suits for them and getting back uh, Clinton and uh, Kate's bows. I love how much they've been a part of this because it's once again things they've had to do, like as Tony would go to. The, 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 the nexus you know to get help like he did in age of ultron right or captain america would go to shield or, or whatever right you just see such a grounded hey these people are technically cops and firefighters and just everyday people which is what the matt fraction comic was based on so um it was just good that they're a bigger part, of it, especially girls, because girls was a huge part of the Fraction comic book. I think he was white in there though. This this, this girl's is uh, black. Um, I'm sure, some people might piss off over that, but whatever. Anyways, it was just uh, it was just it's just good to see them that, that be a, a bigger part of it. So, anyways, um, one of the last scenes is Clint going to. Essentially, there's, like, this memorial, or not memorial, that's not the right word, but this, like, little plaque on a wall of when the Avengers first assembled in New York, and it has all the names of the six original Avengers in the MCU, which was Stark, Thor, Cap, Hulk, Black Widow, Clint. And so he's, like, saying, hey, I wish I could talk to you, you know, talking to, to Natasha, and he's saying, hey, I I, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to. So I thought he was going to kill Maya, you know, um, but... As we found later on, he wasn't. Anyways, I think the whole thing he was apologizing for was putting back on the Ronin suit. And the name of this episode, 5, is called Ronin. So I guess so I, I kind of assumed we were going to see her, right? Or see see him. Um, even though Ronin has been her. Anyways, he ends up uh, tracking down the tracksuit mafia. He leaves a note for Maya. Maya's is waiting at the spot where essentially her dad died that night. And uh, Ronin takes out everybody that she has for backup. And so it's just those two fighting, and it's I think it's a good choreographed fight, but Clint in the end wins, you know, and then he ends up having dialogue uh, with um, with her in in uh, sign language, where he ends up revealing a bigger part of this. Now there's a couple of times, like even earlier in the, in the um, show, where hold on a second, I'm sorry, guys. um earlier in the show where he um is talking to his wife and his wife kind of knows what he's talking about but she essentially says look here if it's your gut saying this you gotta go with it right you absolutely have to go with it and so she's like um he's like all right cool so he takes the outfit out or whatever and as they're fighting he ends up revealing something and now a couple times and especially during the, the talk with Laura, his wife, he says, "Man, I have a feeling if I don't end this tonight, the big guy will get involved, and I don't—we don't need that." I—I I assume it was one or two people. When he says the big guy, now how does Hawkeye compare to one big guy, or not compare, but how is he um, involved with one big guy? I'm assuming. Oh, you know what? We'll get to that in a second. Because whatever, right? So essentially, he's talking about this big guy so as they're fighting he says look here your your team your dad was given the information was given to me by informant she's like i don't believe you he says your boss wanted your dad dead and so i'm sitting there like oh interesting this is how she turns into an antihero, you know and so it turns out that kazi wasn't there the night of her father's death Why wasn't he there? Because he has been number two for a number of years. Something that Clint says when he approaches Kazi in the the car, when he sneaks up on Kazi in the car. Essentially, he's been, um, what, number two in the organization for about 10 years or close to 10 years. And um, that makes things very interesting. So anyway, she ends up winning. Well, Maya gets the upper upper hand strictly because of something 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 that distracted clint anyway she's about to put the knife in um and all of a sudden an arrow hits the knife or the sword off the way i keep saying knife for some reason it's a sword and then you revealed that uh, kate right there maya looks over clint disappears she looks up and she just goes away she ends up meeting up with kazi a few, mo- few moments later and says hey why weren't you there tonight my da- dad's death he says i don't know i didn't get the call and so he just looks guilty. Once she asks that question, he just looks guilty. So then when she drives away, he just puts his hand over her mouth and like, oh shit, she knows something. And so then the very last scene of everything is Clint, Kate, and, and, Girls are, and Pizza Dog are at Grill's place. That's where Clint's been staying. And they're playing with Lucky. And Kate, who has a flip phone, the same way Brock Lesnar has a flip phone, in 2021 they don't do they still sell flip phones this is not a real thing like do they still sell flip phones or is that like one of those things where you have a burner phone you just buy a burner phone to just for these type of things i just don't know anyone that walks around with a flip phone i don't care how rich or how broke you are i don't think those things exist anymore in the real world anyways um should getting these messages from because earlier or maybe i've seen them before you see Elena following Florence. Oh, not Florence. No, that's her real name. You see Elena following Eleanor, and so she's texts Kate Bishop, and she's like, "Hey, just so you know, I found a person who hired me. Thought you should know. It's Eleanor Bishop." And then she sends a picture. So then Clint's like, "What's going on?" So she takes the phone, flips over, and says, "Who's my Who's this my mom was with?" And Clint goes, "Person I was worried about, Kingpin." And then you see a picture. Of uh, Vincent D. Forno. Well, how Vincent D., that's what I'm gonna say, because I can't say his name right, with Eleanor, with his classic fucking cane in this flip phone picture. Oh, I observed that. I watched that scene like five times. Because I was like, that's the cane. That's the fucking classic cane! And so I'm sitting there just like, he's in, and this rumor has been, but once again, here's the issue with anything Daredevil, right? anything fucking daredevil from the mcu netflix shows right which is mcu i don't care what anyone says it's a big it's become a unicorn it was like cm punk for all those years we saw cm punk a show it's a possibility you know it's 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 become a unicorn to the point where those actors in that show i know some people are down on season two which is fine Season one, and season three are classic seasons. They are masterpieces in storytelling, and you need season two to get to season three. You need the defenders to get to season three. So to me, I think it's just a classic series for a three-season uh, series. Me personally, that's just that's just me. So anything anything with these MCU shows has been unicorns. Because why would you recast Jessica Jones when she, when Kristen Ritter played it so well? Why would you recast Iron, uh, not Iron Fist? Um, ugh, y- y- yikes! Um, Mike Coulter when he personified Luke Cage. And why in the blue hell would you change up on Kingpin and Daredevil? You just wouldn't do it. And Kevin Feige and them just don't do stuff like that. You, we know this as fans, right? And don't get me wrong. And this is where I do agree with Nico a lot of times. I can only watch so much or so many trailers or rumored things because I just don't watch them anymore just because I just don't care enough. It's not that I want to be spoiled. You can spoil like literally as I'm recording this, I was just talking to Jonathan Esther last night. I'm on YouTube and I was writing some stuff down and legitimately three major scenes from Spider-Man Far From Home or is that Far From Home or No Way Home? Excuse me. um, we're, or, or, or we're on YouTube. Like major fucking scenes. I, I'm all for not, um, for saying fuck spoilers, but but I ain't gonna do this to you people that listen to this show. You know, if you haven't seen it, and this will be this will be out a week after the, uh, the movie came out. But I'm just not gonna fucking do it. But like, I'll say it next week when I talk to Nico. But two major fucking scenes. Three? No, two. I, it was two. Two. Excuse me. Two major scenes were just out there, and I was like, what? And it wasn't like. And when we major, I mean, you find out about a certain thing that happened. You see the cameos. It's like, what? How is this even allowed? How are you guys not paying attention in these theaters? <laughs> you know? Anyways, it's become a unicorn. But then this is confirmed that, and you know what the funny thing is? Kingpin clearly knows. Now, Kingpin was in the Matt Fraction comic. Kingpin clearly knows Ronan's identity which is why he doesn't want him to be involved. And he's like, that's why this is the guy I was worried about. So now Eleanor has essentially, she's in bed with Kingpin. She got herself in bed with Yelena, which means, which means um, Eleanor went to Valentina for the hit, which is crazy to me. So now all these players are in here now, but you have Kingpin now, and we're going to find out in episode six, I'm assuming we're gonna find out. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Why he wanted Maya's dad did. We're gonna see Maya uh, turn face essentially. We're gonna see Eleanor and her daughter have to face the fuck off, and we're and we're gonna have to see this final battle where I I will be surprised if Kingpin gets physical in this in this one, but I I yeah I'll be surprised mainly because I think it's more of and, um, hold on a second, oh, I'm sorry, I'm texting somebody as well, sorry about that guys, am I really sorry? I'm not that sorry, it's my, it's my show, anyways, um, so essentially I don't know I would have to assume I would have to assume that um he's not gonna get physical but I would assume he's gonna have a lot of leeway over Clint now how Clint gets that leeway back and gets some peace of mind as he retires I don't know but I would assume there's gonna be a deal made to where Kingpin leaves him alone and he leaves kingpin alone now i don't think kingpin wants any drama because even as clint said in episode five your boss does not want this much noise like i know your boss like i knew your boss before you and i'm sitting there and i'm just kind of like okay so that's the one thing kingpin does not want hold on a second sorry this is a very important text Anyways, um, I'm losing my thought, trying to thought here. So, uh, cause this person keeps like, it's like a really important text about some comic book stuff. Um, so anyways, um, so no, so Clint's right. Kingpin does want things quiet. So I have to assume that Clint won't reveal who Kingpin is and have more of a hassle if, you know, um, and that's the thing, what does this Rolex to do with it? I don't, I still, I still, I don't understand the Rolex part of it and how it's connected to Clint and his family uh becoming leverage that kingpin had on him i don't know but he he was a contract killer Ronan was so i don't know why he would need leverage over him when he's just i don't know anyways kingpin's one of the smartest villains one of the best villains in marvel history like he's definitely top 10 in marvel history he's obviously a part of two different rogues galleries when it comes to daredevil's rogue gallery as well as spider-man's rogue he didn't really become kingpin kingpin in my opinion until he became part of daredevil storylines that's when he became the freaking kingpin right but he's always been a threat Anyways, um, so episode six is going to be interesting. They, they, MCU has, and this actually was kind of perfect timing, even though we know everything got pushed back due to, uh, COVID, they're changing the game in MCU in a one week time span. Think about this, you drop episode five revealing Kingpin is in the MCU as, a matter of fact, the same day, because as I record this now, this is the Wednesday prior to the Wednesday. You guys are going to listen to this was week before. Today is technically the, the uh, midnight showings, air quotes, of Spider-Man. So you're changing the game of MCU in one week time span. So um, anyways, let me get out of here because this is a very important text message. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys enjoyed the movie. Me and Nico will come back. I'm not going to do the review by myself. I'm going to do the review with Nico. So whenever we have time to do it, we'll record it. I'll put it out there. It will be an official episode. It will not be an extra. And uh, I'll, I will get your thoughts on it after that, guys. Be blessed. Stay safe. I think by the time you guys hear the Spider-Man thing, it will probably be a little after Christmas. Maybe before. I don't know. We'll see. Either way, have a good holiday. You guys will talk to me. I will talk to you guys soon. It's Just Little Chemical, and I am out.